Hey, podcast world, it's Josh Trent. Thank you for being here. It's the Wellness and Wisdom Podcast, and this is a special rebroadcast where every week, sometimes every other week, but mostly every week, we share from a inspiring host that had me on his or her podcast to talk about mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and financial wellness. You know, the five sides of the wellness Pentagon that I talk about so much on the show and that you and I live every single day, whether we realize it or not. This is Dr. Evan Hirsch, MD. He interviewed me about breath work. This is a very deep episode about breath work. You're gonna learn about box and circular breathing. Should you breathe through the mouth or through the nose? And also, how do we determine the hype from the actual science? when it comes to the art and the science of the breath. A lot of what we talk about today is at breathwork.io. You can use the code Evan to get 25% off. Use the code Evan for 25% off over at breathwork.io. Dr. Hirsch's podcast is called Energy MD. I know you're going to enjoy this episode. I thought he asked very good questions, which allowed me to riff and explore some spaces that maybe you've never heard about breathwork before. Let's tune in with Dr. Evan on the Energy MD podcast, especially curated from my heart to yours. Right now, right here on Wellness and Wisdom. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Energy MD podcast, formerly known as the Fix Your Fatigue podcast. So glad that you're here with me today because today we're going to be talking about Josh Trent and we're going to be talking about breathing. Breath is such an important component of all the work that we do in replacing deficiencies and removing the toxicity. So I'm excited to go deep today. So let's learn a little bit about Josh. So Josh Trent is the founder of Wellness Force Media, host of the Wellness Force podcast, and the creator of the Breathe, B-R-E-A-T-H-E, Breath and Wellness Program. Josh has spent the past 18 years as a trainer, researcher, and facilitator, discovering the physical and emotional intelligence for humans to thrive in our modern world. The Wellness Force mission is to help humans heal mental, emotional, and physical health through podcasts, programs, and a global community that believe in optimizing our potential to live life well. Josh's life is dedicated to supporting humanity coming together as one. It's so good. Welcome, Josh. So glad that you're here with me today. Thank you, Evan. Excited, man. Let's talk about breathing, but let's talk about wellness and wisdom. I actually, I have to update you because in the beginning you said wellness force podcast. Mm -hmm. So we must've filled that out in your intake form. We actually went through a huge, I went through personally too, a death and rebirth process, which is what I'm sure so many people dealing with fatigue deal with mm -hmm. when they finally find the healing. So I'm happy to share about that too, but the podcast actually isn't wellness force. It's wellness wisdom podcast. Nice. Thanks for that correction. Yes. So yeah, we're going to talk about box and circular breath work for greater energy. So first, let's let's set the stage here. What is breath work? Well, we do it all day long, but most of us do it as a stress response adaptation rather than a natural cyclical thing. In other words, when we breathe, everybody knows to take an inhale and an exhale or a hold. Breathing has three facets. You inhale, you exhale, you hold. But really, what's deeper behind breath work, specifically breathing with intention is that it is the only lever we can pull in our autonomic, which means automatic nervous system. And I'm sure you've covered this on your podcast with the sympathetic side, which is fight or flee or freeze or fawn or the parasympathetic side, which is rest and digest and get cozy and feel good. But at its core, breath work simply is the controlled respiration of our breath. 
And that is it. Controlled respiration of our breath, respiration and breathing really are the same thing, but it's a control of that through this only lever that we can pull in our entire automatic nervous system. You know, you can't digest your own food. You don't think your heart to beat faster, although psychoneuroimmunology maybe has an argument around there. But for the most part, this is the only thing we can do that can actually take away our stress through our breath. Such an important point. You know, oftentimes we're talking about how do we get more into our parasympathetic. So it's so great to talk about that lever and being able to uh, to move the needle and create that state. So how did you find breathwork and create this method? Well, I did a really crazy ayahuasca trip and I almost died. Although that happened, <laughs> although that happened, but uh, how I found the breath is because for the majority of my life, anxiety and depression were front and center. And so I wanted to find a way to feel better, to actually live my life well, which has been my core mission on planet earth. How do I live my life well? It's the question that I'm always answering every single day. How do I live my life well? And with anxiety and depression, they're a really interesting cast of characters because anxiety is this fear of the future or uh, really lack of confidence that one can handle the future. And then depression is this rumination on the past, wishing things were different. And I found myself in those two spots quite a bit. And when I did all the research and I was a personal trainer for 10 years, and I came from a pretty much a broken home, my mom struggled with mental health. My dad did too, but it wasn't necessarily something that he was diagnosed with, which is how I think most people are living. Mm -hmm. To some degree, we all have trauma capital T, lowercase t, we all have mental health issues and those manifest with disease or with people being unwell. And so that was the case for me. I was 280 pounds by my 22nd birthday. I sold everything I owned. I moved to Hawaii. I hiked, I surfed, I fished, I spent time with nature and the ocean. And for about 10 years after that, I lost a bunch of weight and I was a personal trainer and I was helping others. But it wasn't until I left the fitness industry and started to really see the darker parts of myself, the parts that emotionally, spiritually, mentally, I did not want to look at mm -hmm. because I was so busy shining a flashlight on other people that the dark parts of myself just stayed dark. I mean, think of a flashlight. If a yoga instructor or, or even a medical doctor or, or any healer is shining light on other people. Well, unless they turn that light around on themselves, mm -hmm. the dark parts of themselves are going to stay dark. And that was the case for me. And it culminated with um, a very severe crisis when I was 35 years old. And through that crisis, I found breath work through a friend in San Diego, California. And when I found breath work, it changed the trajectory of my life to where I could actually remove the stuck energy. I could actually shift my own state without taking a pill, without drinking some substance in the jungle, without doing anything outside of myself. Actually, all I did was just tap into the power of the breath inside of myself. And that was 2015, 2016. It's been um, a seven year journey since then and with my trips to Thailand and trips across the world and interviewing all the people on my podcast and just going as deep into the breath as possible. And I find that when I look at all the tools I've ever used, it is the only anchor that has never let me down. It is the mm. only ceremony. It is the only practice that has ever been worth its weight in gold. And it is always there for me. And it is always dependable. Beautiful. So let's talk about how the, how the breath can potentially help people increase their energy. Well, think about this. When you put fuel in a car, 
And I, my first career ever, I was an automotive mechanic, Evan. And so I know about how an engine works, right? Suck, squeeze, bang, and blow. Now that's not <laughs> X-rated. That's not X-rated. That's literally how an engine works, right? It, it pulls in air. If you choke the carburetor, if you choke the air intake on a car, it has no energy at all. It can't propel you at all. Well, we're the same way. When our airway is blocked, when our physiology is blocking the air from coming in, when our posture is making us an upper cross syndrome person or a scalene breather, and we're not breathing through our diaphragm, we can't travel the organs in and out horizontally like a beast that we are. What starts to happen is over the course of time, we are choking the way that we get energy in because air is energy. Oxygen is energy. Mm-hmm. In order for the ATP cycle and the Krebs cycle to actually take place, there has to be oxygen. If there's not oxygen, good luck. <laughs> You're not going to be able to, to move or do anything. And what I find is because of stress adaptation, and this is the key, stress adaptation, people learn to breathe like this. <sighs> Instead of closed jaw, relaxed jaw, breathing like this. <sighs> And if you're watching us on video, you saw that when I took a breath in through my nose and when I breathed out through my mouth, my shoulders didn't go up and down. I wasn't breathing vertically. I was breathing horizontally. And Mm -hmm. so the number one thing for energy is respiration because the way that our cells breathe is the same way that we breathe. If we don't take in enough oxygen, it starves our cells of oxygen and then everything, the wheels fall off the wagon at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's incredibly true. Anaerobic respiration, definitely not as efficient as aerobic respiration. You need that oxygen for sure. Yes. And so then what is box and circular breathing? Well, when we look at, I talked about earlier, there's only three parts of breath, right? There's the inhale, there's the exhale, there's the hold, there's the space in between. Box breathing, um, I believe it was probably the Russians, but before the Russians, it was probably somewhere in the ancient Egypt times or some other place that we all pretend like we know about, but we actually don't know where it came from. Breath, the art of breath has been practiced way before BC. Okay. Like if you look into the research and you go as deep as I've gone, you start to see that breath specifically was used in the place of, or sometimes in combination with psychedelics way thousands of years ago when the oldest records in history were found. And so what they were doing and what we're doing now are really essentially two types of breath. They're doing a box style breath and they're doing a circular style breath. A box breath, I'll demonstrate it here and I'll I'll talk about the benefits. A box breath is when I inhale, let's just say for three, I inhale through my nose for three. I hold for three. I exhale for three and then I hold for three, and then I repeat. That's a three-second box breath. What that does is that grounds the nervous system. I'll talk about the circular breath right after this, but the biggest benefit to box breathing is that not only does it ground you, but it can calm your nervous system in a way where if you're excitatory, or if you're having anxiety, or if you're feeling nervous tension, or maybe you're about to go speak on a stage or have a fight with a spouse, or anything at all that's causing you fear of the future, That's the construct that I teach from. If you're having fear of the future, box breathing is powerful. Now, if you're in depression, that's a different story. 
because depression is a rumination on the past. So if I want to get myself out of the past, then I have to leave my thoughts. <laughs> I actually have to be in my physical body. And the best way to do that is through circular breathing. So circular breathing is a circular breath, an intentional breath with no pauses. So a circular breath, I'll do two rounds, might look and feel just like this. So you notice on that style of breath, there's no pauses. That's bringing me right now to the current moment that is pulling energy up into my third eye, into my crown chakra, that is getting me out of the past. So circular breathing is really good for energizing and for catharsis. And those two styles of breathing are essentially the, the building blocks of every single style of breath we have ever seen in the world. Of course, Wim Hof has made it really popular. There's a lot of other people that have made breath really popular with their own techniques, but they're all doing some form, Evan, of that circular and that box. Thank you for that. So let's talk about um, inhaling and exhaling in terms of through the nose, out the mouth, it seems like what you're doing. Do you ever recommend in and out of the nose? Well, there is a two-part breath that's really interesting. And a two-part breath is specifically done in a facilitated catharsis journey. So if someone is doing deep emotional work and they've had significant sessions of smaller journeys where there's not so much catharsis, because case in point, I'm not giving medical advice. I'm not a therapist. I don't have a license to practice this stuff, but I'll tell you anecdotally and with a thousand plus students in the breathe program and with people giving me testimonials across the world, this stuff works. So I don't need to go to a school for eight years because I'm not doing surgery, right? You went to school for an incredibly long time and that school was very valid for your degree because you needed to know those things. But what I'm talking about is something that doesn't involve me doing surgery on someone. So I can speak to it from an anecdotal place where the, based on the results that I have for myself and based on the results I've given to my clients, it works, right? It's not something that I need a PDF for, but at the core of what we're speaking about is really like, how do we understand what this breath does for us? And I forgot your initial question, but I think it was something in that realm. Yes. It was, um, how do you in the mouth. recommending yes. breathing in and out? How do you choose yes. nose or mouth? You got me fired up because you <laughs> asked a question that's been very polarized lately. And that is breath through the nose or breath through the mouth. Mm. And I would say both sometimes with that two part breath, I was speaking about earlier, we can do an inhale through the mouth and an inhale through the nose, and we can exhale only through the mouth. Some practitioners like, um, people that are in India specifically, where a lot of the breath arts came from do the breath of fire. So this quick pranayama breathing where they're only breathing in and out through the nose. So the specificity is really dependent on whatever, um, whatever someone's dealing with, whatever emotional issue they're dealing with, whatever healing that they're seeking. I would say that when you breathe in through the nose, based on the research I've done, inhaling through the nose quickly actually activates the sympathetic nervous system. It is only when you exhale slowly that you can, especially with an auditory response, cue the parasympathetic nervous system. And breathing in and out through the nose in a slower fashion, there's a lot of research that points to that being very parasympathetic as well. But I would just say that at the core of your question is, what's the specific use for breathing through the nose versus mm -hmm. breathing through the mouth? And I would say it absolutely depends on whatever someone is trying to get relief from. 
Excellent. Yeah, I think that I was referring to. So, for those who are listening who who aren't aware, I did a yoga teacher training back in 2004, and I learned pranayama, which is a type of breath work from India, like you were referring. Also, can be known as pranayama. Um, but one of the things that we learned that I teach my students is doing something like Nadi Shodna, like a like a box breath through the nose with some holds to help with sleep. Yes. Is is that something that um that would help with sleep or is it or is it too stimulating or what's I guess what's your opinion on that? I don't think so. I, I think that um one of the techniques that I learned from a, a guy named Dan Brule, he was actually Tony Robbins breath coach. And he teaches at Breath Mastery. So I have to give him a shout out because I learned this from him. And that was this four, seven, eight pattern. And so regardless of the physiology that's activated, you and I could sit here all day and wax poetic on, hey, which part of the, of the ANS is active during nasal breathing and mouth breathing? The key is that we just breathe deep and we breathe fully. So I think what you said about box breathing through the nose. So if I breathe in through my nose, I hold and I exhale through my nose and I'm doing that in a controlled, calm, intentional manner, I actually don't think it's too much different if somebody did a four second inhale through the nose a seven second hold and an eight second slow exhale. I think if somebody were to do that exact same breath practice through the nose completely, it would probably give them a similar result. Now, the only thing that I would say that might go against that would be this auditory response. Now, you and I know we've probably heard in our circles here in wellness and health that playing the didgeridoo or singing or any kind of vibration that comes from the voice box, that can audibly cue the parasympathetic. So if really what I'm trying to do is activate parasympathetic, get that vagal tone, the best way I can do that is through making an auditory sound and a long, spacious exhale. So, you know, that's why breath is a practice. I don't have it all figured out, but I will say for me personally, when I do that long extended exhale for sleep, four inhale through the nose, seven hold, eight audible exhale, and I do 10 rounds of that. Before I know it, I'm I'm conked out. I, I think it's a really good way to to cue sleep breathing. Excellent. And and the exhalation on that one was through the mouth, right? Yeah. So inhale four through the nose, and this is a big key too. We, we you can't see me here because I'm not laying down. But how I teach students in the breathe program and in in our programs that I've always taught for the past five years is if you don't know how to breathe, lay on your back to learn. Lay on your back to learn how to breathe because all of your posture can rest at its probably most optimal form, place a five pound sandbag on your stomach or place something light on your stomach. And when you breathe in through your nose, so you're gonna inhale nose, belly rises, exhale mouth, belly falls. So inhale nose, belly rises means that when you inhale through your nose, you're filling your belly with air, even though you know we're not really actually breathing through our belly. The diaphragm is on top of the abdomen. <laughs> it's not like the diaphragm is at our belly button. But what we're doing is we're cueing the student to breathe properly so we can get that organ travel, which gives the diaphragm space to actually move inside of that corset that we call the TVA and all these other muscles. So the reason I'm saying this is because we're talking a lot about breathing. You've asked me some really good questions about the style of breathing and how do we breathe and what's the specificity, but we absolutely have to touch on posture because if our shoulders aren't back, if our spine isn't neutral, if we don't have an understanding of how the, the abdomen should travel when we breathe, then you could learn, you could buy the biggest programs in the world and they won't do any good for you. You won't actually get the benefit of breath unless you address the posture. Mm-hmm. 
it's like movement. The essential nature of, of the human is to move, whether it is physically in space or whether it's with the breath in and out. Yes, it's the medicine that we all need. And here we are on the computers, and this is where most of us spend our time. And so unless I have a reminder or I have something to get me away from the computer, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I could just work all day. <laughs> if, I'm not, if I'm not mindful, I could just, I could work for six hours straight and not even take a movement break. So movement is medicine. This podcast is brought to you by Wellness Force Media. All the beautiful, rich, tasty, wholesome, and discounted wellness products at our store page, joshtrend.com forward slash store. Now with the holidays coming, we stocked our store with incredible deals. I've been doing a ton of work to try to cut out the middleman and get you the biggest savings possible on many of the products that you're probably already purchasing, but now you can save upwards to 40% off, which mark my words, is much cheaper than Amazon. You heard me right. You will get the hookup at joshtrent.com forward slash store. Your support purchasing products that are healthy and give you vitality and energy that you're already purchasing. You can just now get them for an even bigger discount at joshtrent.com forward slash store. This helps to support this podcast. As you know, this podcast is delivered multiple times per week for free. So when you support yourself and support the people you love and save money, it's a trifecta win. It's a triple win for all of us. And you get to be well and healthy in the process. JoshTrent.com forward slash store. Get everything and anything for your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and financial wellness. Yeah. And what is sitting due to our breath? Well, you know, it's really cool right now. You can't see this, but I'll describe it. I'm actually seated in the Lotus position as we do Ooh. this podcast. I have a really special chair. I have a pad right here on my stomach. So that pad is reminding me to pull my shoulders back. My knees are below my hips and I'm seated on a, a riser for my glutes. And so my head, my spine and my hips, they're all in, in alignment. Um, what happens in normal chairs, I think you might even be standing. You look like you're at a standing desk. Yeah. So you, you're standing, I'm sitting with a neutral spine. That's the key is the neutral spine. When we sit at the desk, what happens is we become kyphotic. And kyphotic is when your scapula come out, they wing, you start leaning your head forward. And kyphosis is really the brother and sister to upper cross syndrome. Upper cross syndrome is when you have really tight pecs, you have really tight scalenes and sternocleidomastoid. You start having really big tension where you're actually flexing your spine forward instead of a neutral spine. And so all those things that I talked about put together, they start making all those organs travel less. And when organs travel less, the diaphragm travels less. When the diaphragm travels less, we have what I talked about at the beginning of this podcast, and that is a stress response. We have a stress response that is learned because we wear our emotions on our physical body. So there's many different theories. If you look at some of the work of Bruce Lipton, or if you look at, um, uh, there's a really good book from Mark Wolin called, called It Didn't Start With You. And our body, the, the posture of our body, if you see these people in public, Evan, where they have like the bubble on their back, it happens a lot with older people. They've had years, decades of just life beating them down physically. And emotionally, same thing. And so just to handle it all, just to adapt as a, as a response to trauma and stress, everyone starts to get kyphotic. When we're at the desk, what are we doing? We're forward flexed. My, my neck gets tight. I start breathing through my neck and my chest. I don't allow my belly to travel, first of all, because it can't. And second of all, I just don't have the awareness. And so all of that, I'm thinking about fatigue, all of that starts to choke 
our engine. It starts to choke the, the kind of energy that we could potentially have if we were to take a movement break, have good postural tools, have good postural hygiene, and just do the things that nature intended. Brilliant. Well said. What are your thoughts on stomach pumps in terms of doing breath work where you're, where you're pumping the stomach, you're pulling your diaphragm in rapidly? Do you have any experience with that? I love it. I mean, to be honest, it's a lot of it is a lot of it is like the a way a way our brain learns how to move muscles, which is like our motor response. So in the same way that when I play the piano, I get better over time. It's the same thing with that quick, that pranayama breathing or the breath of fire. So a good example, I'll just do six reps of this. When I do this quick inhale and exhale through my nose, I'm not just cueing my my abdomen, I'm also cueing my entire corset, my entire body to be able to make me do this. So if I were to do six of these breaths, those are very quick breaths that require me to have that motor efficiency where I'm actually pulling in my abdomen, letting it go, pulling in my abdomen, letting it go. So it's, it's twofold. It's a, it's an afferent efferent thing where I, I send something to the muscles and it gives me response back. And then there's also me actually toning those muscles that help me breathe, right? Like um, all the muscles in our ribs and all the muscles in our stomach and specifically the, the transverse abdominis, which is like this, you know, the old school corset that ladies wore back in the day in the 1800s. That's, that's essentially what the, the TVA is. And so if our intercostals and our obliques and our TVA, if all that is strong and there's specific exercises I give people in the breathe program so that they can breathe well, if those are strong, then it really just comes down to practice and you can start having phenomenal stress relief from doing pranayama, alternate nostril breathing, box and circular breathing, but your posture, your, your motor neurons, your muscles, everything has to align. Everything has to come together in that way. Yeah. The other thing I like about stomach pumps is that it's, it's like a massage for all those internal organs, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say, you know what else is really interesting? And I haven't thought about this for a long time. We actually have four diaphragms and people forget about that. You know, the, the cerebral spinal fluid that's going up uh, all the way down. It's like pretty much neighbors with the vagus nerve that pumps in our head, but it actually comes from the pump in our thoracic from the pump down by our abdominals and our pelvic floor. And then the last one in our, our perineum or perineum, everybody has different ways that they say that. So, so from those four, that's that fluid, that energy, well, the CR, the CSF fluid doesn't go down there, but the CSF is spinning because of the three pumps below it. And so your body is either like a stagnant river or a flowing waterfall. And that directly relates to fatigue and energy if you're pumping these four diaphragms. Nice, so you're like your own cranial sacral therapist when you're, uh, you're doing your breath work. I mean, I'm definitely not a cranial sacral <laughs> therapist, <laughs> but I'll tell you, you know, it's funny, um, yesterday morning I did a private and I do privates for people across the world. And the woman finished the session and she said, Josh, that felt like the most intense hit workout I've ever done. But here's the thing. All she did was lay on the ground the whole time. Mm. And isn't that interesting that her breathing properly using muscles she's never used actually exhausted her and energized her at the same time. 
I thought, I thought that was really fascinating. And emotionally, obviously, I can't share her name or her background, but emotionally, the reason she had a release where she cried and the reason that we all have releases when we breathe is because there is something that is completely unspoken about energy. You know, in the East, they call it chi. In India, they call it prana. In America, we call it energy. But there's something to be said about the things you can't see. And if you look at the theories on trauma or the understanding of trauma, energy in motion tends to stay in motion. Stuck energy tends to stay stuck. So what are we doing, Evan, when I'm breathing properly with a client or when I'm breathing with my students in the breathe program? We're getting that stuff out. Now, again, I'm not a therapist. I'm not not there to um, give them specific um, psychological advice. But I will say that the results people can get are so profound. It gives me chills just to talk to you about it. Like they're so beautiful, the releases that people can get and really like taking off the, the shackles of depression and anxiety to get people in the current moment is profound. And there's a difference between kind of like a daily practice that you do for a couple of minutes and then going to see somebody who leads you through a process where you end up crying. Big difference. Can you talk a little bit kind of like about those? That is an awesome question. The reason is, is because breath work is very misunderstood. It is, let's be honest, trendy. It's trendy to do breath work. It's trendy to get involved in holotropic breathing. It's trendy to do a Wim Hof course. It's trendy to, to be an ice. Now, do I enjoy these trends? For sure. I, 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 mean, I love that we're doing them, but, but there's the right way. There's an optimal way, not right way. There's an optimal way to do things and there's a suboptimal way to do things. What I'm going to say is that there are three phases of breathing. There's proactive breath where we might sit for three, seven, 15 minutes in the morning doing our box or circular breathing with our breath retention holds. Then we may do something like a stress breathing, or we may do something that is really like an acute style breathing. So we start with the proactive, we go on to the acute. In acute style breath work, that means that you are literally about to fight somebody physically. You are, Navy Special Warfare does this. I learned this from Mark Devine. He has a program called Unbeatable Mind. He's a retired Navy SEAL commander. So when they go into battle, and the same thing happens in our nervous system when we're about to fight our boss for more money or when we're fighting our spouse and whenever the system perceives a threat, what's the first thing to go away? It's breath because we have to, we have to get all the blood. We have to shunt all the blood to the internal muscles and organs so we can run away. What happens when we do that is we need something right now to take us out of that fight or flight. And so in these acute spaces, we need like the alternate nostril. We need the pranayama. We need the circular. We need the box. We need very specific practices that are acute in nature. And then lastly, there's the catharsis, which is what is most popular. Everybody wants to do catharsis breathing. But I would even, I'll I'll give a warning here. I only do breath work that is catharsis when I lead it myself, once people understand the basics of breath work first. In other words, you have to, in order to work with me, you have to go through the program. You have to understand how to breathe properly. You can't just show up for a session and say, okay, lead me because I actually need to be there with you in person if that's the case. Mm -hmm. Catharsis breathing can be very dysregulating to the nervous system. It can actually, for lack of a better term, 
it can really f- be fragmenting. Catharsis breathing can be fragmenting for some people. Here's why. When you do uh, 60 minute, 90 minute journeys, whatever is going on in someone, and what I mean going on is whatever they haven't looked at yet or whatever is really scary in their subconscious, it is, it is going to pop up because all the normal checks and balances that keep that emotional trauma buried, they're taken away when you have full body release like that. It's not like getting a massage. It's not like sitting and meditating. When you're doing a 60 to 90 minute catharsis breathwork session, you're going to take your nervous system and your emotional body to a place that maybe you've never been before. And so you need a facilitator who's done that for a long time that knows how to hold space for people. And what does that even mean? Hold space. Hold space means that I can calm my nervous system. I can regulate my nervous system as a practitioner when I have the client in front of me. And no matter how much they yell or cry or scream, I'm okay. I've trained myself to, to regulate my nervous system so that I can hold them or quote, hold the space. And that's the big difference between the meditative, the acute and the catharsis breathing. So catharsis for big rooms of people. Yes. Yes or no. I say yes. I did a, a session this year with almost 30 people at the paleo FX conference some of those people had never breathed before like that, but I made sure that it, w- it was actually myself and I had an assistant in the room who was filming. So that was helpful to have another person there. But I think probably 20 to 30 at most. I think if you have more than 30 people, it's a good idea to have, if you're a practitioner, to have an assistant or maybe two. The reason I say it's okay is because I am constantly watching and scanning the room and I am making sure that I actually sense the energy of the group and that I'm doing my breath bridges, which is a technique I talk about in the program properly. It's a way of scaling up people's breath, pushing them to their edge, but not so far beyond their edge that it can, like I said, fragment them. The catharsis can fragment them. It's intuitive to every practitioner. I'm totally for it. Um, People obviously sign waivers. Breath work is incredibly powerful, but here's the key. It's not a drug. It is not a psychedelic. Uh, It's something that you're already doing. And for most people, when they have a hard breath work journey, their body knows how to bring them back to normal breathing, no matter what I, you know, knock on wood in seven years now, I have never had someone that had some kind of large break. They probably had a breakthrough, (laughs) but I've never had somebody that has been injured in any way whatsoever from from breath work. I think it's incredibly safe. Nice. That's really good to hear. I was in a um, an experience once upon a time with about 500 people who were being led through the process. And the person that I was sitting across from, she ended up in a freeze at the end where she was she was freaking yes. out because she couldn't move. That's that's normal. That's mm-hmm. the tetany or yeah. the the intermittent hypoxia where you get the clam hands or your mouth might curl or you might get like that feeling of just tension in your body. That's totally normal. It's because essentially you're in hypoxia, which is a lack of oxygen in the blood. And that's okay. You know, that nature hates a vacuum, right? So if I take away the oxygen, when the oxygen comes back in, there's things that happen on a cellular level that we just quite frankly don't understand yet. So it's like you're getting rid of cellular memory with some of this big T, little T trauma where potentially if there are some of these emotions that are stored, this is one way to potentially um, not say take a shortcut, but it's one way to resolve these at a different level. That's a great way to say it. That's a really great way to say it. I think that you're right. And 
also a different way to interpret that or to understand that might be whatever is in the closet that you haven't looked at in a while, it's still there. <laughs> you know, if, if you have clothes in your closet that have been there for seven years and you've told yourself one day I'll wear those, the same thing happens with your emotions and, and with trauma and with things that we're all carrying. All of us carry this stuff. You know, to be human is to have trauma. So it's not like I'm sitting here blaming our parents or blaming society. I'm saying it is our responsibility as human beings that the cause of most fatigue, in my opinion, is a lack of breath. And a lack of breath is really a cause of stuck energy. And a cause of stuck energy is the trauma that created that stuck energy. And so it's very easy with the logical mind to linearly trace our fatigue directly connected to our breath and our unprocessed trauma. Very nice. So let's, uh, let's, let's get practical here. So if there, were, if there was one breathwork technique that you would want to leave people with today that they could just do from their homes, what would it be? Well, this is going to sound self-serving and it is, but it's also because I want to be of service. I would say that there is a resources section in the Breathe program. And it's funny because you're a host. Many people have asked me this before, like, what's the one, <laughs> what's the one practice, Josh, that we should do? And, and I would say like, okay, it's either a box or a circle, but I'll, I'll say this. If people truly want to experience what it's like to be guided through a breath journey, at the end of the Breathe program in the resources section, and we update this all the time, there are what I um, call binaural breathwork meditations. And binaural breathwork meditations are where you are actually guided. So even if you're a first time breather and you've gone through some of the core aspects of the program, at the end of that, you can have binaural beats with isochronic tones, and you can have my voice leading you, and you can be cued properly through the practice. Now, these practices are when you lay down, um, I'll answer your question by saying there's never one way to breathe. It's whatever you need that day. And so we have some programs that put people into an alpha state, which is creativity and flow. Some of the programs we have put people into more of like a delta wave for their brain with the binaural beats and the practice, more like that four, seven, eight practice for sleep. We also just have some that give people relief from anxiety that they're experiencing, which is more of like the box breathing combined with some circular breathing and breath hold retentions, which we haven't dove too much into today, but those are all in there. I mean, it's at breathwork.io and we communicated before this podcast. And so I would absolutely love to give all your people a completely beautiful discount code. Uh, it's 25% off and it's going to be Evan. So you just enter the code Evan over at breathwork.io and you get 25% off the program. It's my gift to you because man, I have dealt with fatigue for sure. But that's the question I would ask is, is, okay, what are you experiencing? And then go and pick the description of whatever you're experiencing in the program. And, and that is the path that you, that you not should take, but that you can take. Brilliant. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, and it looks like you've got a great program. And so can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, I thought about what is the most powerful way I can serve people in a practical way. Because a lot of this breathwork talk, it can get kind of woo-woo. And quite frankly, it is. <laughs> a lot of it I don't really understand, and I don't think anybody understands everything. I mean, look, you're a physician, right? And that's why medicine is a practice. Everything we do is a practice. So yeah. it's a practice based on the Socratic method and based on what are the results that we've recently achieved and what are the data sets showing us. Well, I traveled the world. I went to Thailand for a month. I went to Sedona. I went to Costa Rica. I trained in the United States and I, and I just pulled from all these different masters. 
And I noticed that they were all doing about four or five key things. And so I pack that into the program and I give my teachers credit for that. But really what the breathe program is, is it's a way for you to clear your stress with your breath. We all deal with stress to be a human right now on earth is to be in a stress soup. So if what I'm saying resonates with you, this is a three week journey where you get a really great, easy to understand guide. All the videos are instructional. There's over 40 videos in the program. It's a way for you to get all the knowledge from me traveling the world, spending like 150 grand or more <laughs> to, to get the program for like less than what you'd take your family out on the weekend for dinner. And so that's at breathwork.io and, and the code is Evan to get the 25% off. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. You're so welcome. Yeah. Uh, anything that you want to share that we haven't discussed already that you think people need to know before they, we leave today? You know, the only thing we didn't cover, like you asked some really good questions and, and I, I think with your medical background, you'll understand this. How do we determine one thing I want to touch on is how do we determine the hype from the actual science? And so a lot of what we've experienced in the wellness industry up to date has been an incredible amount of hype, an incredible amount of marketing. And so I am not here to say that my way is the way. I am here to say that based on the results I've gotten and based on the results that, that over a thousand people in the program have received, this is this blend of science and esoteric. This is this blend of science and spirituality. So many of us, we are in one side or the other, right? You have the physicians that don't believe in nutrition, and then you have the nutritionists who are physicians that know it's the only way out. It's the only way through. And so what makes us pick those camps? Pick those camps? I don't know. But I, I will say this. I've chosen from all of the camps and I've chosen from different parts of the world. And I've put all that information into the program so that, you know, someone can make up their own decision as to what practices are best for them, as to what feels the best for their body, as to what gives them more energy. Um, and, and that's the greatest result. You know, the report card that we have that's most meaningful is how we feel. So if I feel more energy and if I feel less fatigue from doing specific breathing practices, that's all the report card I need. I don't need a PubMed study to tell me that it works. So that's what I wanted to leave everyone with. You know, trust your gut and make sure you're breathing into your gut. <laughs> Trust your gut and breathe into it. Breathe into your gut. Oh. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today, Josh. You are a wealth of information, and I hope people take you up on that offer and really start to breathe more profoundly. Thank you for having me, Evan. This was great. I hope you are loving this podcast as much as I do. This moment is perfect for us because every moment is new and in every new moment we have a new choice, especially when it comes to super greens, superfoods, and really the nutrients that our food is unfortunately lacking from. Look, I know I have a son, I have a family, I have a busy life. I don't always make the time to cut and make fresh juice and get everything all prepared in the glass containers. So Organifi made it simple for me and simple for you, and especially to get your micronutrients from the green juice. And speaking of new, they have a brand new green juice crisp apple that has just come out and I tried it. It's incredible. You get Northern Spy, Macintosh, Ida Red, Golden Delicious, and Empire apples all pumped in to this effective dose of ashwagandha at 600 milligrams, and it's only two grams of sugar, which is like nothing. This helps to balance hormones, you get your essential nutrients and fiber, and also a daily reset for you to take a breath and do something loving for your body. Head over to joshtrent.com forward slash Organifi. Use the code wellnessforce 
That's code wellnessforce for 20% off your new green juice crisp apple. Do something nice for yourself and your family with green juice crisp apple. And it's easy. You can go to joshtrent.com forward slash Organifi or you can just head over to the Organifi site. Use the code wellnessforce to save 20% off the green juice crisp apple. Many people don't know this, but we actually can choose every single day to carve out three minutes to take a deep breath and to do something kind for ourselves. A lot of times we think it has to be big though, right? Like you have to do the entire chapter of the book or you have to do the full 20 minutes of meditation. You don't have to. You can literally just take a bite of something that's good for you, that's raised in an organic and humane way. This is why I love the turkey sticks, uh, specifically the cranberry orange. Cranberry orange is my favorite. From our friends and the sponsor of this podcast at Paleo Valley. The turkey stick is made with pasture-raised turkey, no nitrates, no nitrites, just natural celery juice and sea salt and all the beautiful flavors that come when you ferment turkey. And this is why I love turkey so much. A lot of people can't do saturated fat, so the turkey stick is a beautiful source, and I do mean beautiful, of protein that is fermented, which actually helps your gut microbiome and improves the gut-brain axis. You can get the turkey stick. The cranberry orange is my go-to over at Paleo Valley. All you have to do is enter the code Josh and you get 15% off. You support the podcast, you support your gut health, you do something loving and nice for yourself. Paleovalley.com. Use the code Josh to get your cranberry orange pasture-raised turkey sticks at 15% off. Hey, it's Josh from Wellness Force, and our water supply is not the same it used to be. Let's face it, Mother Nature designed our water to have naturally occurring potassium and magnesium and sodium in it, but especially if we live in cities, our water supply is not the same. I know you're not drinking water from the tap anyways, but even if you are drinking high-quality filtered water, you're just not getting the things that your brain and your body needs to thrive. That's where Element comes in. Element is a electrolyte drink mix that has 60 milligrams of magnesium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and also 1,000 milligrams of sodium. This is my all-time favorite citrus. It used to be the watermelon, but they also have the raspberry. They also have the orange. I think they have a couple other flavors too. I love this product. I trust it with myself and my entire family. I think you will be able to feel the benefits and trust it with your family just the same. You can support this brand who we believe in. It's Rob Wolf. He's been on the podcast multiple times. By going to wellnessforce.com forward slash LMNT, you get a free sample pack delivered right to your door. I think you just have to pay like $4.95 shipping or something. So it's a perfect deal. It's free. Ships right to your house wellnessforce.com forward slash LMNT. Support your health, support your electrolyte balance, support the podcast, support everyone by supporting yourself. wellnessforce.com forward slash LMNT. You'll be so stoked that you did.